Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. Ah, yeah, you know what it is. Hard worker, scrappy, unfiltered, and sometimes unhinged football content. Hard to explain, but you know it when you see it. Doing it daily, our way. I don't know what you're talking about right now. Redraft and Dynasty Fantasy Football, we got you covered. You know their defense is ranked like 31st in the NFL? NFL draft prospects and rookies? Now you know you in the right place for that. Absolutely. All right, then stop saying it. Then we're done. And prop bets with my man Jay Rich. Count that money, man. Now wipe the crust out of your eyes. Get you a cup of coffee. It's time to wake your ass up with Ray G. You honestly are making absolutely no sense and you sound silly as hell. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good people. It is Friday, November the 11th, 2022. Got decided to wake y'all asses up with Ray G. And for that... I know I appreciate y'all being here. Shout out Fizzle Dollars for the intro song and shout out to Prize Picks for keeping the lights on in this joint, man. Use the promo code Wake Up for a instant deposit match up to $100 if you are a first time user. Shout out to the coffee and the damn it, I needed it this morning. Michelle Adoro Coffee, Wake Up with Ray G. Go to MichelleAdoroUSA.com. Get you 50, 15, not 50, 15% off. Of some of the best damn coffee. I was tripping today, Jay. I, I didn't, my my uh, my coffee maker was not working. I was going to have to holler at Michelle Adoro to get one of the machines you got over there, baby. They, they ain't hooked me up like they hooked you up. But make sure y'all go over there. Get y'all some coffee. Jay Rich, how you doing this morning, my man? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm excited for week 10. A lot of good matchups, some uh, not so great matchups. So this show will be fun. I'm going to have some uh, some choices for you today to make sure that you uh, oh, pick man. the right players. There'll be some difficult ones, but we'll see. We'll, we'll dive into all of that, but I am excited. And of course, I do have my coffee ready. It's, uh, it's always a good morning when I have some Michelle Adoro coffee. On. It's a good morning, man. I got to give a special shout out, Jay, uh, to uh, Eugene um, at Fantasy Jeans on Twitter and Ike, man, is the co-host, man, of Off the Line Fantasy Football Podcast underneath the Destination Devi umbrella. One year, Jay. Yesterday was their one-year anniversary under DD creating Let's podcast go. content. And I just want to say, man, for anybody out there that watches this show, whether it's on YouTube, on Twitter, like if you're thinking about doing this, just do it, you know. And and what I told them a year before a year ago was like just be consistent for one month. Like just Commit to it for doing it for one month and see where it goes and then to see how much they've grown and how good their content is. Make sure y'all are tapping into Off the Line. Make sure you're listening to Scott Connors' podcast, Destination Dynasty. Mike and Adam, two of the sharpest dynasty minds out there, the 4D Chess podcast. That drops on Friday. Jeff Mueller's Injury Pod, Eric Vanek, America's Game podcast. Like, holler at me if y'all want to create a pod. We always looking for talent, baby. If you want to write, if you want to do a podcast, come holler at old GQ. Hit up the Wake Up Show Twitter DMs, and we'll see what's out there, man. But um, yeah, man, that's that's dope, man. One year, really proud of those guys. Yeah, so I hope y'all awesome. appreciate the content and everything that we're putting out. Um, it's dope, man. It's dope, Jay. Today I'm gonna go see Wakanda Forever at 10 a.m. Nice. Man, oh, that's what you do when you're an adult. You go to the matinee. You get up early. You get the early showing in the itty bitty little theater. Uh, we're not going to be in the nice, you know, the big IMAX looking deal, but me and the wife are going to go see some black. I know you're not into Marvel. You are a lame. <laughs> you're not into Marvel. You're not into the comic books. But No, I'm excited for you, man. It's It should be good. Um, I haven't listened to the album yet either. That should be pretty decent. I heard it was all right. Uh, but yeah, that should be a good one, man. I'm ex- I'll probably watch it. I mean, the first Black Panther was good. I saw that one. I don't think I've seen a Marvel, Marvel movie since that one, though, to be honest. 
There probably haven't been. I mean, in game. I mean, you haven't seen one since the first know. Black Panther. Yeah, you're behind a yeah. little bit, but it's all I'm good. I'm way back there. It's all good, baby. Um, uh, TK in the building, man. Troy and LQ also under the umbrella. They um, if y'all aren't tapped into what they do on Thursday during halftime, very very entertaining. They are they are fun. I love them. Sam Holt. We need to get Sam Holt doing some stuff over here. Some more shit with DD as well. So. Anyways, let's get to that game in which they talked about last night. Oh, we talking about it? Oh, boy. Yeah, we okay. got, yes, yes, just look oh. at the box score. We're going to talk about it. And okay. the best thing that happened was Atlanta lost. So I'm sorry, Falcons yeah. fans, but uh, we do not want Marcus Mariota at quarterback next year. So we need you guys to lose some games so you will be in position uh, to to draft a quarterback. But the Falcons lost to the Panthers 15-25. to uh, while the quarterback only threw 408 yards. Uh, P.J. Walker, QBR of 19.8. This was all about Deontay Foreman and the defense, man. Foreman, Jay, what do you... Just thoughts on Deontay Foreman moving forward. Do you think this is the type of cat that can maintain this role as a lead back, whether that's in Carolina? I mean, I, I, I could... You know, somebody of his size, right, that hadn't really played a ton... You think he can maintain a role moving forward in Dynasty to have some uh, to have some value? Um, okay, two different questions for me. Honestly, can he have a role? Absolutely. Will he have any value? That's where it's tough, right? You're never going to get more than a second for Deontay Foreman. I mean, unless someone signs him to a massive contract for some reason, right? I just can't see much more than that out being his range of outcomes in terms of value. But you talk about his workload. 26 or more carries two of the past three weeks obviously against Cincinnati he didn't get there um they are giving him the rock a ton and so I could see a world where a team does bring him in because I mean they need running backs and he's not going to be a guy who's very expensive he was a productive third round pick out of Texas like the only issue for him is that he tore his Achilles and that, that kind of derailed his four career years removed. four years yeah removed. But I'm saying it's he tore his Achilles a few like years ago now he's 26 you know next year going to be 27 but not a lot of tread on those tires. I think a team will bring him in. You know, the, we've seen guys like LeGarrette Blunt kind of get it done late in their careers, like very yeah. late, right? And I think he's he can kind of have that career type where he just keeps getting the rock and he doesn't really slow down. Like he, you know, was a backup for Derrick Henry, filled in for Derrick Henry, and kind of continues to take on that similar role. Obviously, not to the excessive of Derrick Henry, but I think he can continue to do it at the NFL level. He's kind of shown that he's capable it's just whether or not a team gives him that opportunity but for dynasty it seems like a guy that if you got him you probably just hold him and if you can get him on your rosters for cheap it's probably worth a stash yeah um 31 carries 130 yards and a touchdown for foreman in that one um lavisca chanel got in the end zone marcus mariota two passing touchdowns five sacks and interception qbr 56.2 gave you 43 yards on the ground so for fantasy he was fine, but you watch that game, man, and you just know he's not the quarterback of the future, right? They're four and six. They need to continue to lose to put themselves in position to potentially get one of the higher-end quarterbacks, whatever that may be. We did the whole ADP show yesterday, and it doesn't seem like most people want any of these quarterbacks in 2023. I don't think there was a lot to take away from this one. I mean, what's the point of talking about Kyle Pitts and Drake London again? I mean, we know. They're just not going to be involved. I mean, London did score London a touchdown. Had a good game. Yeah, he had a good game. It was a Drake London game. He just happened to get a touchdown. Really, I mean, that's him and him and Kyle Pitts. All that target share, man, man, target yeah. share and air yards. Those things. I was told they would score me fantasy points back in week two. All the target share and air yards, and it's not mattering worth a damn at this point. But London had five for thirty-eight. Woof. But he did score a touchdown. Uh, Kyle Pitts, eight empty targets for two catches and 28 yards. Just burnt season for those two. Uh, Kyle Pitts going down as one of the worst fantasy picks this season, along with Jonathan Taylor, Cam Akers, J.K. Dobbins. The list goes on and on and on, and it's not due to him. It's due to the ineptitude at quarterback. So yeah. it is what it is, man. It is what it is. This is there, Nothing is going to change. This is week 10. We got a couple of more weeks left in the NFL season. Ain't, not, ain't a damn thing going to change, man. Nothing's going to no. change. Um Next year. <laughs> Next year gets better. So, Ray, for reference, Atlanta has the 15th pick right now. Now, there is still this game, games it. to be played, so some teams could pass them. But, you know, Chicago actually could pass them. They'll be 4-6. and six. Green Bay probably not going to win this week. Jacksonville probably not going to win this week. Arizona, 
maybe we'll see but there is a lot of teams at three and six or three and five so there's yeah. still a lot but the falcons do have their bye week to come up so that may bump them down a bit but yeah only 15 right now so they just got a long can't way to wait go for atlanta for to trade for lamar jackson in the offseason i cannot wait I for mean, them to trade for lamar jackson in the offseason it's going to happen scott connor been talking about it in our discord they're going to trade for they're going to baltimore's going to tag him he ain't going to sign it atlanta's going to give up the farm they're going to trade grady jarrett AJ Terrell, multiple first round picks, and they're going to get Baltimore to give up Lamar Jackson. Watch. We're going to will this into existence. Lamar in Georgia, in the dome with Pitts yep. in London. Let's get it. Let's get it. But, Jay, let's get into uh oh. Somebody said uh, you spelled Jimmy G wrong. Anybody, Leo, I don't care. Jimmy G, <laughs> Lamar, Goff, Win, anybody, anybody outside of Marcus Mariota, please, man, please. But Jay, let's uh let's get into some of the games this week and talk about some players that we are rolling out there as uh no no no. We got news. The man. news? We, got we news. do have news. We got news. We do have news. All right. Keep me in line. Fr- you know Friday's <laughs> your show. I handle Monday and Wednesday. Friday's all you. All right, straight facts. The biggest news in the world of sports. Covered and brought to you by one man. Jordan Richards. This is Straight Facts, presented by Michelle Adoro. Now, Ray, I know you're excited for the Week 10 slate, so I will be brief. But there is quite a few things I did want to touch on. Um, Number one, Drake London scored a touchdown yesterday, so I did want to congratulate him for that. Uh, Russell Gage is out versus Seattle, so he will not be in Germany this weekend to play, which doesn't really matter. We haven't seen a ton from him. Matthew Stafford is still in concussion protocol. Didn't Ugh. even know he was in concussion protocol after the game, so that was kind of a surprise that popped up. We haven't talked about it much because we weren't really sure the status of Stafford, but he's still DMP at practice. If he's DMPs today, there's almost no way that he plays on Sunday, so we probably see John Wolford or God knows who else playing at quarterback for the Rams. Not like it's going to matter. It might actually be an upgrade when you really think about it. Keenan Allen hasn't returned to practice, so his status, you know, maybe questionable as far as this week. Zeke Elliott was limited in practice. We kind of expected him to come back after the bye week. It looks like he's on track to do that. Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller were placed on IR. Don't know if we see them the rest of the season. Matt Ryan has returned to practice, which he hasn't done since being benched by Frank Wright. We'll see what uh, new head coach Jeff Saturday does on Saturday on Sunday. Sorry, because Sam Ellinger obviously is not it. So maybe potentially he does the right thing and puts back in his veteran quarterback because I could really use it in some best ball leagues. And there's some optimism around the Rams that Kyron Williams could return this week against the Cardinals. And Traylon Burks was activated off of or maybe activated off of IR. He has been practicing in full this week, but we're not really sure where he's going to end up. Uh, Tannehill has also been a full participant, participant in practice this week, but they play the Broncos, so you're probably not starting Traylon Burks versus the Broncos. Not a ba- not the best matchup, but good to see him back and out on the field. But, Ray, that's pretty much it. Uh, those are kind of the major things. So if you want to get into Week 10, we can do that right now. Yeah, sure. Let's go. Where are we starting at this week, man? So let's start with a not-so-obvious start of the week, and we'll go with the quarterbacks first. All right. Number one on my list is Russell Wilson. Um I actually talked about this in the Discord because there's been a lot of talk about Russell Wilson lately. Is he good? Is he bad? Are we going to see bad Russell Wilson the rest of the season? I was looking at his schedule, and I saw this game pop up, and I'm like, oh, this could be something because Tennessee is the second-worst defense allowing pass yards per game in the NFL right now. They're also one of the best run defenses in the NFL. So even if Nathaniel Hackett wanted to run the ball this week, He's not going to have any success, so he's probably going to abandon the run early, which means a lot of opportunities for Russell Wilson. Coming off the bye, I just believe this is a game that we may see a breakout from Russ. We know that Russ can throw it deep. He's been struggling. The offense has been struggling. We've seen Greg Dolchich play extremely well in his past few games. We've seen that Jerry Judy has taken the step to be the number one in that offense. I don't believe that Cortland Sutton is as bad as we have seen. I think that Russ is poised to have a really good game in this one. So for me, I think you can start Russ. Again, there's not that many bye weeks, but in a week where maybe you're missing your starting quarterback, I think you could do a lot worse than Russell Wilson. I think he's poised to have a really good game this week. The touchdowns are really the concern in the red zone, but the yards should be there, so it provides a very good floor for Russ, and I think he can have a great game on Sunday. Man, I um, I like this call, Jay. I do think that coming out of the bye, you know, I don't know how much Denver could change in season, right? They're not going to make yeah. sweeping wholesale changes to the offense, but I do think uh, the emergence of a tight end in Greg Dolch, somebody that Russell Wilson could rely on as a, as a target to get the ball out too quickly if things don't 
uh, open up downfield. The emergence of Jerry Judy as what seems like their best pass catching weapon. It's 100%. still the running game that's they they really are are struggling to find some success in that area. But in this Chase Evans this week, would you say Chase Evans this week? Can your boy get get it going? First of all, he's not my boy, and no, I would not. Uh, I would not count on any running game versus the very difficult Tennessee Titans uh, run defensive front. This is a tough. It's a tough matchup, man. This one. If Russ can at least simmer, I'm not even going to say cook. If he can just simmer <laughs> in this one, I would be happy. But I actually like the other quarterback that you have versus a very uh, leaky defense at best that this team, one of the fastest paced teams in the NFL, I believe they're running right up there with Arizona, some of the most plays per game in the NFL. But talk to us about this potential not-so-obvious quarterback start of the week. So this one's difficult for me because – Jacoby Brissett is a fine quarterback, but he's not a great no, quarterback. No, he's not. He's not no but, one's saying he's great. No one's saying he's but great. If we're, but if we're talking about the situation, right, and how this game could play out, we expect the Dolphins to be up. Now, I mean, I, I'm in on Raheem Mostert. I'm in on Jeff Wilson. Obviously, we're already in on Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle yes, and yes, Tua yes. Tagovailoa. So we only talk about those guys. But no. on the other end, there has to be production coming from somewhere. We're going to be in on Nick Chubb, but all the emphasis will be on Nick Chubb. And on top of that, Amari Cooper actually plays fairly well against Xavier Howard. So I already like that matchup for the wide receivers. And then I do like Donovan Peoples-Jones on the other end. So that means we're going to have to see something from Jacoby Brissett, whether that's running the ball a little bit, because we saw Justin Fields have success there when they played a lot of man coverage. We saw that he can deliver the ball. I think this is a good game for a quarterback to have a good game. We've seen that a few quarterbacks have had really good games against the Miami Dolphins. I think that Brissett is poised to have a good one in this one. Again, more of a QB2 option, not saying go start him as your QB1 because there's probably better options out there. But I think Brissett does have a lot of upside because the Dolphins, whatever team, for whatever reason, they do not blow teams out. They do not have these big leads and hold them. They tend to give up points. And whether that's Nick Chubb or Jacoby Brissett passing to some of these receivers, we'll see. And then on top of that, David Njoku could be back this week, potentially. And then, you know, someone back. mentioned in the chat, he I don't could be back. He back. could be back. I don't but think But we'll he's see. Back. He, and if he's back, that would be a big boost for the offense as well. So we'll see. And then uh, um, Elwood is saying David Bell. I'm not, I'm not going to talk about David Bell. <laughs> yeah, we're not He'll run some routes. He may catch a few passes, but I think Brissett could have a, a good game in a catch-up capacity where he's throwing 35-plus times to all these receivers who are talented, right? They are very talented, yeah. and they are getting open. It's just can they do it against Miami, and can they actually play catch-up the way that the Bears did last week? That game was 35-32. We've seen shootouts with Baltimore, so there is a lot of opportunities, and we know that the Browns' defense isn't that great, so I think that there will be a lot of scoring in this one as well. Jay, can I interest you in a final not-so-obvious? I think I, I, I say not-so-obvious, but I mean, shit, I feel like you got to be firing them up. If I told you that this defense was allowing uh, 410 yards per game, 230 passing yards per game, and 180 rushing yards allowed per game, could, could that just could that get you a little – Could that would that perk your ears up a tad bit? And a then if I bit. told you – that it was the Houston Texans that they have to go to the to New to uh, New York where they play MetLife Stadium. Is that where the Giants play? Or is, yes, that, is that is that where the Giants? I think play? it's still MetLife Stadium. It was MetLife Stadium. Is it MetLife? I don't know. The Giants, man. Daniel Jones versus the Houston Texans this week. How are we feeling about Dimes coming off of a bye week of rest for uh, playing against the Houston Texans this week? We know this defense is not good. Are you firing up Daniel Jones with confidence this week versus Houston? Sort of is kind of what I would say. It's not that I think he can't have a good game, but my biases, not so much aside, I think this will be a massive game for Saquon Barkley. Um, Saquon Barkley against the worst run defense in the NFL. I think he will probably have a good game. And so, you know, we may be looking at a situation like we saw with Derrick Henry where, you know, the, the quarterback doesn't have to throw a lot because Derrick Henry's just going to run the ball, tote it 30 times, 25 times. So again, Daniel Jones could have a good game, but if they don't have a great passing game, why rely on it, right? You already have one of the best running backs in football. Well, Jones can run Lean too now. Jones can, Jones can run I'm as well. I'm not saying he can't run, but, I mean, is he going to run? Maybe. you know. But then again, it's the passing upside in this in this offense, right? Is What is he going to do? He may run for 60 yards, but if he throws for 100, he probably has to score. It's it's close, right? I like um, it, man. Again, I'm, I think I'm just – I would rather lean on the volume of Russell Wilson – or Jacoby Brissett, because I think the volume will be there passing the ball versus the volume rushing the ball for Daniel Jones. I also I, kind of I, like Case Keenum. He's another one I'm I'm looking at this week. I'm against telling Minnesota you right now, man, I, I would start Daniel Jones over Russell Wilson versus Tennessee. I would start Jones over Russ. Tennessee's defense is for real. It's the real deal. Denver on the road. I know it's coming off of a bye. 
I, I think I would have more faith in Daniel Jones and the Giants versus Houston than I would Russell Wilson versus Tennessee. But we'll see. We'll see how that one. Do you want to? You want to? You want to place a topo bet on this one? Who finishes higher? Sure. You want to place sure. a topo I got bet no on this one? No problem with that. There it is. No problem. Case of topo no Chico. Daniel Jones finishes higher this week than Russell Wilson versus Tennessee. Locking it in. How do you in. feel about? How do you feel about Case Keenum this week in the no. revenge game? No. I really like it. No. I really like no. it. No. Really like no. it. No. I don't. I do not. Why not? Why, why do you, how? No. Why not? He's a good quarterback in a great offense. A great offense. No. It's not just, a, it's a good not quarterback in a great it. offense. I, I would start everybody. I'd start Kenny Pickett versus New Orleans before I started no, Case Keenum. Don't Absolutely. say that. Absolutely. No. Absolutely. Oh. Absolutely. You, you roll that out there if you want to. Oh. I would start Kenny Pickett versus New Orleans before I started Case Keenum. That, that, just run the ball. I think it's going to be a heavy ground game. I'm not starting no Case Keenum, bro, over any of the quarterbacks that we mentioned. I'm starting Brissett over him. I'm starting Russell Wilson over him. I'm starting Daniel Jones over him. I'm starting. I'm starting Kenny Pickett over. Him. I'm not. I'm not yeah, rocking. Okay, well, Case you, Keenum this you are. You are going to be very wrong about Kenny Pickett. <laughs> you want to double Kenny down? Pickett's, you want to double Kenny down Pickett's two won. cases? And sure, I want. You... I want my cases on Monday. I want my okay. PayPal live on the show. If you don't do that, it's not going to be good, man. I want you want to double down. Sure, I'll take. Assuming obviously Case Keenum starts, but he's probably going to start. All because right, two cases, two cases. Let's get it. Where are we at now? Oh, Running boy. backs. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Ray already mentioned. Can I interest you in Saquon Barkley versus Houston this week? <laughs> um, how about uh, Christian McCaffrey versus the Chargers? Is that is that uh, not so maybe. obvious? Maybe we'll see. Maybe. I don't know if I want to throw CMC out there this week. I know a lot of people uh, are talking Taylor about him, but I don't know. Versus the uh, third-ranked Raiders, maybe? Could <sighs> maybe. be a decent start. Give us some um, not-so-obvious RB stars, baby. Okay, so here's where I struggle, right? I do need your help with this one a little bit. The Chicago Bears backfield. Yeah. We like Khalil Herbert. We like Dave Montgomery. Dave Montgomery <sighs> did get his carries last week. But Khalil Herbert deserves carries. He's the better running back. He is. He does. And I don't even think that's a question. So you're up against the Lions this week. Again, down week for Herbert. I still like starting him a lot. Again, they allow the six most rushing attempts per game. 23 attempts and 115 yards per game. The Bears are going to have their way on the ground. How much does Justin Fields run? I actually don't expect him to run that much in this one. But we'll see. I think that they're going to just lean on the running game. There's no reason to not. They shouldn't have any problems running the ball. They have a great running offense, whether it's with Fields. Yep. The offensive Best line gets a great push. In football, both, I believe. Yeah, both, both. Well, yeah, with Fields, probably no doubt, right? Yeah. But even as just the running backs alone, both of them have great, great options as well. So I think that this is a great spot for them to just run the ball. We know that the Lions are going to run the ball. It may be a little bit low scoring because of that. But I think the both, and honestly, even on the other side, you want to talk about Swift and, um, Jamal, Jamal Williams, those guys have good matchups on the other side, too, because the Bears allow a lot of carries. There could just be a lot of running the ball in this one. I think that Dave Montgomery and Khalil Herbert, you can start. And I also think you can start both Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert this week. I am on board 100%. If you've got Mostert, if you've got Jeff Wilson with with the buys that are that are happening this week, I think you're not in a position to sit either of those guys. But, I, like, Miami's turning into that offense where you just want pieces of it, right? You want... If you got yeah. Hill or Waddle, you're definitely starting those. But they still run the ball, man. They still want to establish some run. And when there's so much defensive attention that is being placed on those two outside wide receivers, it does. You every time you watch Mostert get the ball, you're like, how the hell does he have this big of a running lane? Because you got a safety, two safeties occupied with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Because you cannot man them up and think that those corners are going to hold up against them. I do think Khalil Herbert is the better running back. At least he's the more explosive running back between the two. But as a lot of people in the chat mentioned, he's absolutely atrocious in pass pro. He will get fields yeah. wrecked, right? Um, I think versus this Lions, this Lions defense, it is a good matchup for both of these running backs, uh, Khalil Herbert and David Montgomery, as well as the Miami backfield with Raheem Mostert and Jeff Wilson. You could fire both of those cats up. And I want to go back to the Case Keenum-led, potentially, uh, Buffalo Bills. But let's, let's be realistic here, right? E even if Case starts, we are not anticipating him dropping back 50 times like Josh Allen, right? There probably no. will be a heavier emphasis on the running game. So where are you at with Devin Singletary, James Cook, who seems like every week they're giving Cook a little bit more. We're talking desperation flex. I'm not talking about as an RB1, RB2, but, you know— 
I, could you fire up Cook Singletary in this matchup versus Minnesota? Um, I don't want to because the Minnesota Vikings have a better run defense than the Buffalo Bills okay. this season. So just talk about allowing fancy points to running backs. The Minnesota Vikings are 27th in the NFL. They're down there with the Giants, the Cowboys. They're actually lower than the Titans on the season. Now the Titans have obviously stepped it up since the first couple of weeks. But yeah, it's, it's just not a very good matchup. And so they're only allowing this year 3.8 yards per carry, which let me see is third best in the NFL. Right. So from that standpoint, it's like there's not going to be a lot of room there and there's not a lot of talented backs there to begin with. Do we see some Naeem Hines this week? Maybe. But I think the problem is, is that, well, I think the problem is you don't you do have a veteran quarterback, but you don't have Josh Allen back there to tell him what to do. Right. right? right. So I think that's a bit of a factor. You need someone who knows the offense. So we probably do see a lot of Singletary because no matter what's called, he will know the plays. He'll know the assignments. He'll know what to do. And he can probably even help case with the offense a little bit if he needs to. James Cook, I just can't go there, man. Like, okay. There's just no way I can start him this week. Maybe he has a decent game, but to your point, maybe they throw a few more screens. Maybe they use Singletary a little bit more. I think he's a great running back. I just don't think he gets overly utilized in this offense. I just still think we see a lot of Gabe, a lot of Stefan, and a lot of Dawson Knox, and then potentially even some some Isaiah McKenzie and some uh, Khalil Shakur in the slot because it is a great slot matchup. I'm not saying you start those guys, but it is a great matchup in terms of fantasy points allowed to the slot position. So it could be a spot they target. And again, for a backup quarterback, targeting this slot, not a bad option instead of trying to go outside and deep to a guy like Gabe Davis. Let me tell you, let me tell you a backfield that I'm really interested in this week. And the game isn't until Monday night, but we saw Houston be able to just gash Philadelphia without Jordan Davis in the middle. And you're talking about Antonio Gibson and Brian Robinson. Now, if, if you go that route, like that is the Monday night matchup. So you're by, you're foregoing every other player on the slate and you're kind of banking on that Monday night matchup. But I do think on the road, Washington on the road, they're not going to go out there and just try to air it out with Heineke against that pass defense. I think you could fire up. I know he plods his way, but he's going to get 13 plus rush attempts. I think Gibson and Brian Robinson are both viable plays this week versus Philadelphia. Uh, they're going to try to control the ball, keep Philadelphia mm-hmm. off of the field with that explosive offense, and Philadelphia has been susceptible to the run. So I do think whether it's Brian Robinson or I know it's risky, right, because you just don't know what type of workload he's going to get, Antonio Gibson, some desperation Monday night plays as well, Jay. I think both of those guys um, could be fired up. I know some people are saying they can't do it. They can't do it. But the matchup is there. The matchup is there. Philadelphia can be run on. So I think you can fire up those two depending on your running back situation, who you have on by or who may be potentially injured for you. Like, honestly, man, would you rather start if you had the Rams backfield? Pick any of them. Kyron, oh, Akers. Yeah, no. uh, would you rather play any of those guys or the or the Washington backfield? Um, I mean, yeah, okay, I'd rather play. I'd rather, I'd rather just, just I'd rather, quick, no, rapid fire, I'd, rather rapid play, fire. I'd rather play the Washington backfield. Okay. Right? I'd rather play the Washington backfield. Pittsburgh's backfield versus New Orleans or the Washington backfield. Uh, I think I would take Pittsburgh's. I just got I'm taking Najee or Jalen Warren. I think I would. Uh, Green Bay's backfield versus Dallas or the Washington backfield. Yeah. G- give me uh, the Washington backfield in that one. Last the one, backfield. the Tampa Bay backfield, which we don't know what's going on there. Or the Washington backfield on Monday night. Rashad White, Leonard Fournette. Mm, yeah, I'm taking the uh, Washington backfield. But it doesn't, it doesn't feel good, like You though. start running feel through good. it. Okay, let's just, let's just keep it up. Kansas City's backfield or Washington? <sighs> I do like Kansas City's backfield, you but it's not like their it. week. Get the, it's get, not their get week. Get out of here. It's, it's not their week. It's, it's not their week. They don't have the best matchup against the Jets. What do you Jags like are, about okay. 11 rush attempts per game? It's not about that. It's not about that. It's about the matchup. Every week is a different week. The Jaguars' rush defense has been okay. I think it's like fifth in the NFL, but it's do I trust them? Again, for people who don't understand, next week they play the Chargers. The Chargers allow six yards of carry. Six yards of carry. And they're still not going to run the ball. They're, they're still gonna not run gonna run ball. it. They're gonna do it. I I believe in them. I man, believe in you them. But yeah, Philly, man. they run. A, they Philly, literally give the running backs five yards per run. Care. Ten carries a game. Wow, it's okay. Man. No, I believe in them. I believe they're going to give Pacheco his 15 carries in that game. The chat wants to know any interest in your boy Dontrell Hilliard this week. <laughs> no, I can't, I can't do it. Even though Tannehill's <laughs> supposed to start, I can't do it. It's not a good matchup. Well, it's actually a decent matchup. But I, uh, uh, I yeah. 
right. Super Malik Willis, man, he ruined that play. It was uh, it was right there, had at their fingertips, ruined it. Right. Let's go. Let's go to wide receiver. <laughs> Somebody said B. Rob going thirteen for forty-two on a good day. You forgot Legit. the touchdown, baller's life. You forgot the TD. He will fall know, into we'll the see. end zone as well. Let's go wide receivers, man. All right, so Ray, this is um, this is tough. I'm gonna need your help with this one. So I'm gonna ask you, Ray, best matchup on the slate: Saints wide receivers. Can't pick Chris Olave. Who are you going with as your wide receiver too? Your options, Traquan Smith, Jarvis Landry, who may play in this one, Marquez Callaway, Rashid Shaheed, or former first-round pick of the Chicago Bears, Kevin White. Jarvis, if he plays. But why, okay. I don't want to play any of them, man. Why did you give me that, that shitty wide receiver room? First of all, I didn't make the wide receiver room. They did. And they are right. the, this is the best matchup on the slate. Pittsburgh Steelers allow 45.8 points to wide receivers. They actually do a lot in the slot. So to your point, Jarvis. number one matchup against the slot, Jarvis has a great matchup. But unfortunately, Chris Olave can play the slot pretty well too. So he will probably be in the slot exploiting that defense. But yeah, it's uh, someone's probably going to have a decent game. They allow 212 receiving yards per game. Two opposing wide receivers, most fantasy points on the season. It's it's tough. You, you, you don't want to start any of these guys, but someone will have a good game. I think I'm kind of with you on Jarvis. Um, I could see Traquan being more involved because he's probably going to be the wide receiver too in the offense. It's just not a situation I want to pick pick that spot. And even yeah. for Nasa Obvious start of the week, right? At quarterback, you, you'd you want to say Andy Dalton or you want to say, say Jameis. Andy Dalton. I legit but was going to say Andy Dalton. We don't even know who's going to start because there's all this pressure. Well, is Andy Dalton should be the starter and Dennis Allen. Had Why the is he starting anyway? Why is he start? What happened with Jameis? Why is Jameis Winston not starting? Like, uh, like real talk, man. Did I miss something? I know he got injured. He ain't injured anymore. Like, why no. is, Why are they rolling out Andy Dalton every week? I don't know, man, but it's looking like there is consideration for him to be benched because I know that Dennis Allen did have um, a meeting with Mickey Loomis this week. So Mickey apparently is not agreeing with Dennis Allen's choice and direction for the team around the quarterback position, which, of course, like a lot of us, is start Jameis because we're paying him to start and we're paying Dalton to be the backup. So if he's starting, he should be starting. Or if he's healthy, he should be starting. So... We'll see. If Jameis starts, though, it's a great matchup for everybody. And I think at that point, you definitely want to start Jameis. And you could potentially start Traquan, some of these other deep threats as well, because he will throw the ball deep. Uh, the issue for me is then it kind of tanks Alvin Kamara's value a little bit. But on the other side of the ball, Ray, I think it's also a great matchup for George Pickens. Yeah. George Pickens, not a guy that we've been starting lately because he no. hasn't been overly involved. And he's obviously not an alpha the way Deontay Johnson is. So you look at him now, ninth in fantasy points allowed since week four when Marshawn Lattimore got hurt, eighth in receiving yards allowed, fifth in receiving touchdowns, and second in fantasy points allowed to wide receivers who play outside, 20th versus the slot. So the Saints are much better versus the slot than they are outside. Claypool, not going to be there, right? He obviously, mm -hmm. they were on bye last week, so it's the first game we're seeing of no Claypool in the offense. So funneling targets, hopefully to Fryermuth, to Pickens, and to Johnson. But how do you feel about starting George Pickens this week? Uh, I mean, you can't do I, it, eh? I don't feel good about it, but I, I, I literally have him in a lineup right now where I have to start him. George Pick. Okay, let me ask you this: George Pickens or Traylon Burks if he's active? George Pickens by a mile. It's not even close against yeah. Denver. No, no, okay. no, 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 no. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you made the case. All the data points to it being a solid matchup for him. Lattimore, you said Lattimore's out, not practicing. Sure. If he's back, I don't know if he's back. And even if he is back, he he's probably going to see Johnson more likely than not, right? Like, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know if he's going to be back this week. It's just, again, since week four, they've been allowing I'm, a ton I'm more fine, yards. I'm fine, with, I'm fine with GP. If you got to roll him out there as a desperation flex, you know. Yeah, I'm, unlikely I'm, I'm, to play. I don't feel Hasn't great about week, it. I'm not, so. I'm not, like, jumping up and down being like, hell yeah, this is George Pickens' breakout week. But they have been talking about wanting to get him more involved in the offense and coming off of a bye. We'll, we'll see what this new look Pittsburgh – Pittsburgh Steelers team looks like. Oh, did you, give did you, see, um, did you see the stat from Warren Sharp about the Steelers? No, what's the stat? What's their longest touchdown on the season? Give me a yardage. 42. Eight. Lowest in the NFL. Man. Eight yards is their longest touchdown. Who scored it? Najee? I mean, at that point, it could be anybody, right? <laughs> longest touchdown on the season. They probably eight just yards. Pick it. 
It's probably a picket rush. It's probably a picket Dude. rush. Ugh. But yeah, that's how bad they are. They are getting no deep plays. And so yeah. again, this but this could be the week that if anyone can break one, it could be George Pickens or potentially Deontay Johnson. And so I already kind of talked about this when I talked about Russell Wilson. I do like starting Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton this yep. week. I think that off the bye, they will hopefully have a plan figured out to beat a team like Tennessee because they need a win. Like they, their record isn't that bad, but they need a good performance. Obviously, still one of the worst offenses in the league. I think that Sutton and Judy are viable this week in great matchups. So for me, I think there is a world where you do <laughs> play them. It's I think it's a good matchup, man. I think you should start Russ. I know you're not in on Russ, but I think you got to start Russ. Start Sutton. I like the Russ call. I would just start Daniel Jones over him versus that defense. He I, has I still unhealthy love for Danny Dimes. Unhealthy. It, or or, or the other side yeah. of that is you have mm. an unhealthy hate for what Daniel Jones is doing right now in this offense. There's two sides. Well, to okay, that's that's fine. But again, I'm I'm leaning on a passing floor. We for, already remember, have a back. You don't need a to quarterback. Continue. We are all yeah, I know you're leading on is a Monday floor. morning. During the okay. intro, I need you to text me a screenshot of my funds for two cases of Topa Chico. Like I don't, I don't need any more you trying to explain it away. Monday morning, after okay. we, you already know whatever the intro rolls. I need a screenshot of PayPal to my account for my bet. That's all I need from you. Okay. All okay. right. You you better you better win because these receipts are going to be difficult for you on Monday morning. They won't be. They won't be. <laughs> Donovan Peoples-Jones, talk about your boy. I love Donovan Peoples-Jones, right? Nobody wants him. You Nobody do. wants Donovan Peoples-Jones. He's 23 years old. He's about to get Deshaun Watson added to his team. The biggest quarterback upgrade in the history of football is about to happen in a few weeks. Jacoby Brissett to Deshaun Watson. And I could not be more excited for it. Donovan Peoples-Jones has had five receptions and 40, no, four receptions and 50 yards in each of the last five games. He's again up in a great matchup against Miami. A lot of focus will be on Amari Cooper, who will see a lot of Xavier Howard. He has a lot of success against Xavier Howard. So I already like that matchup for Jacoby Brissett. And on top of that, Donovan Peoples-Jones is balling. So I do think you start him again, even though nobody wants him, right? I will be starting him again. You know, I, in Royal Rumble, I am counting on him as my wide receiver three because Corlin Sutton has been terrible. But I think that Donovan Peoples-Jones is in a great spot. I like it. I think he will have a good game against Miami this week. I like it, man. I like the call. Um, you've been all over him for like the past five, six weeks. So, dude, forever. Do you think? Do you think his? Do you think things get a lot better for him when Deshaun Watson is back? Is it the whole offense? Is it Cooper? Is it Njoku? Like, just what are your like gut feeling thoughts about that situation? Because I think um, I don't know who's it going to be. It's going to be a boost for all of them. But I wonder who you think the biggest beneficiary will be: DPJ, Cooper, and Njoku. I think it will be DPJ to some degree, but the issue is it's not even it's not that, you know, Watson's gonna throw deep or anything like that, because Jacoby has been getting the ball downfield. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, 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 when yeah. DPJ gets the ball, it's on deep crossers, it's on deep out routes, it's on comebacks. Like he's running some decent routes that go down the field. But I think you do have the ceiling of Watson, and on top of that, they probably do pass a little bit more. Early on, they will probably run with Nick Chubb a lot, but I think if dire straits come about, you're not going to be leaning on Nick Chubb. You, you will happily abandon the run for your $230 million quarterback and start passing the ball to wide receivers that, frankly, have been producing at a higher level than people are really, were really expecting from them this season. Amari Cooper's been great. DPJ's been great. By the time Watson comes back and Joku will be back. Yeah, he'll like, be back. you got some serviceable options. you still got Kareem Hunt out of the backfield. And then, obviously, Nick Chubb to tote the rock. I think it will be a good offense. It's just how does Watson ultimately look this week or when he comes back against Houston? And re when you really think about it, that's a Nick Chubb game just, like, locked and loaded. Nick Chubb's good for 150 against Houston when Watson does come back. But we'll see how it ultimately shakes out. I'm just curious how Watson comes back and if he can come back in full force quickly. Yeah. Or if it will really just be a trial run this season, and then next season is really well, when the offense takes a step forward. Well, they're three and five right now. They're third in the division. They're they're not all the way out of it, Jay. But it's it's an uphill battle, right? Because the AFC East is looking like they're going to get two teams in, potentially three. Sort of like and the they're NFC playing the Dolphins, East. right? So they're yeah, going to be so, down there this week. Yeah, yeah. All right. I think you have one more wide receiver. Is there one more wide receiver, Christian Kirk? Want to talk a little? Yeah, Christian, Christian Kirk. Kirk 
I mean, you're probably starting Christian Kirk starting off his him. good game last week, but yeah. uh, I did want to point out the Chiefs are allowing a lot of fancy points to the slot. They're allowing the third most fancy points to the slot since week four, 10th over the last month. So another great matchup for Christian Kirk. He's someone that early in the season, we were like, start him, start him, start him, because he was playing so well. And then he kind of tailed off yeah, a little bit. kind of faded away. Um, so you could see a world where, you know, maybe people are kind of hesitant on Christian Kirk because he is a bit up and down. And last week against the Raiders was a really good matchup. But this week, you do have another good matchup against the Chiefs in another game that should be a positive game script I also really like Travis Etienne in the receiving game talked about this all season how the Chiefs allowed the most receiving yards and receptions to the running back position so obviously that matchup is great for Etienne but we're starting Etienne I also think you can start Christian Kirk with confidence because the slot matchup is pretty good for him this week all right there go the wide receivers and then finally everybody's favorite position with Darren Waller on IR uh figure go figure there and and tight end just being an absolute dumpster fire uh, Cole Komet has been playing some good football lately, man. Cole Komet, uh, the Lions are allowing the fourth most fantasy points to opposing tight ends since week four and the highest catch rate for against the tight ends, 88.6%. So what do you think about Cole Komet and your boy Justin Fields this week? Uh, you already like Fields. You like the running <laughs> attack. Do you think there's going to be enough there for Cole Komet to maybe do what he normally does, get four catches and score two touchdowns on his four receptions? Yeah, so that's the only question with Komet is that it, it actually for a, all of these tight ends that I have on this list, it's questions of volume, right? Yeah, um, yeah. The matchups are all great, but the volume for Komet, we're probably looking at four targets, and I think that's being pretty generous. I really don't expect them to pass that much unless for some reason the Lions come out and they are like bombs over Baghdad, playing really well, you know, running the ball very effectively, and the game gets out of pace. Now this game is in Chicago, and we know that the Lions haven't played as well on the road as they have at home, right. and obviously the potential weather and the conditions and the field that everyone always talks about with Chicago. There could be some issues there. But yeah, Komet does have a great matchup. The Lions allow the most points to opposing tight ends in line, and Cole Komet runs his routes or plays in line on 69% of snaps, which is very nice because that matchup in line is really good, not so much outside. So I think the Komet could have a pretty decent game this week, but to your point, concerns of volume are definitely a question. And the same situation comes about for Tyler Higby. Tyler Higby, who early in the season was getting a ton of targets and was great for fantasy, has now all of a sudden started to become left tackle or I guess right tackle in the case of Tyler Higby to block for Matthew Stafford. Now we'll see if Matthew Stafford ultimately plays this week, but up against the Arizona Cardinals this week, best matchup on the slate as far as I'm concerned. You know, you could talk about the Buccaneers tight ends and K. Dotton versus the Seahawks, which is a great matchup, but I also think that Higby as one of the more dominant tight ends versus the second worst defense to opposing tight ends is a great spot for Tyler Higby. It's just, can he start? You know, I, I don't know if I want to start K. Dotton, but I do want to start Tyler Higby. The only concern is the volume because he's been, he hasn't been running as many routes recently, but if they're going to succeed and they're going to beat this team, they're going to have to throw the ball to somebody, and I think that that maybe with Stafford out of the game, potentially, we can see some more diversity in targets. We can see Allen Robinson get some targets. We can see Higby get some targets instead of every goddamn target going to Cooper Cup. Yeah, I. Uh, if Stafford plays, every target's going to go to Cooper Cup. If Stafford plays, it's just what's going to happen. Yeah. If John Walford plays, I haven't. I don't want to start any. <laughs> that's like, that's I, what I'm like, this, The Rams are on the verge of full-blown mutiny. It's it, if they lose this one, it's a wrap. I mean, you might as well count them out. And I think there's a good shot they take an L because just I know we're we're past wide receivers from the Arizona side. You're firing up, you're firing up Hopkins and Rondell Moore and Zach Ertz, right? Yep. You're starting all three of them. Are you fire? Are you starting Allen Robinson? Like, do you even like? No. Regard, like, you can't even I'm start not him, Allen man. Robinson. It's not a great matchup either way. I, and I know you not. say you don't want to start Kate Otten, but. I feel better about him with Tom Brady than I do Tyler Higby at this point, Jay. Like, I feel yeah. like you have to start Higby because what other options do you have? But, I mean, I think I would rather start Kate Otten in Germany at 8 a.m. than I would yeah. than I would rather wait for, for Tyler Higby in that game. And if you wait for that one, isn't that the afternoon slate? You're pretty much screwed if you, like, if you, if you wait it out. I just... Yeah, then you're I, looking I don't at think I could, I don't Bob Tanyan or Gerald Everett if he's, he wouldn't be available. Then you're looking at available. a commander's tight end. You're gonna be, you're gonna be, you're gonna be picking up um, Josiah Deguara or Peyton Hendershot yeah. off waivers if 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 Stafford's ruled out and you got to roll with Higby. So, yeah, man, give give me Otten, give me all those other tight ends. Pat Fryermuth in the morning, um, you know, yeah. in the early slate. Can I interest you in any freaking? Um, 
Brock Wright or James Mitchell this week? Uh, I don't love it. I'd, I'd actually rather play Evan Ingram against uh, the Chiefs. I'd, I'd just keep rolling with Evan Ingram. No one wants to play him, and I get it, but he hasn't been so bad. Like, honestly, I think you can start him. Uh, but yeah, K. Dodden is <laughs> another one that's in a great spot. Joe, what do you mean? I'm tired of Come on, being Joe. irrelevant. Come on, Joe. That's Jeez. all we that's all we got for that's LA, man. That's all we Joe, that's all we can hang on to in LA. That's the only thing that's keeping us interested in the Rams. But I meant it's like we talked about it, man. All Stafford can do is throw to him. It's just cup, cup, yep. cup, cup, cup. That's it. Uh, James Mitchell, Jesus, y'all gotta stop this. I mean, Detroit on the verge of two top ten picks if the Rams lose this week. What? Because the yeah, because Detroit's already got a top 10 pick, and then the Rams will have a top 10 pick if they lose this week. Yikes. Yikes. Yep. All right. You're not looking good. Uh, who's the last? Who's the who's the last? Uh, who's the last one? Do you got one more tight end? All right, Ray. I don't have one. I have a four-pack for you to decipher through. Ah, four-pack. The Houston I love it. Texans. The Houston Texans tight ends have a great matchup against the New York Giants, who are allowing the most receiving yards per game over the last month and a 73% catch rate. Please tell me, Ray. Who's going to have the better game, Brevin Jordan, O.J. Howard, Jordan Akins, or Quentin Tarantino? Why did we decide to do this type of show? Why can't we just do what every other fantasy service does and just say, start Travis Kelsey, start uh, Dalton Schultz. Christian McCaffrey. Start, yeah, start Christian McCaffrey. I don't know, Jay. Brevin Jordan, O.J. Howard, Akins, or Tarantino? (sighs) I, I... I, I honestly don't know what to tell you. I don't know. None of them. None of why did who none decide, of them? Where did we why did we decide to do this? Anybody else? I'm not starting none of them, Jay. But if I had to okay. pick one, I guess Brevin Jordan. I guess. Now Rubio said Nico, because Nico should be back. So should Brandon Cooks. They're both practicing this week. I didn't bother to mention that because I thought people would be excited about that and not be so concerned. But yeah, I think I'd go Brevin Jordan too. Uh, maybe, maybe maybe a little bit of Quentin Tarantino in some best ball leagues. Will Disley? Can I interest you in Disley huh. over all of them? No. You can't interest me in Disley because I don't think he's the primary tight end in that offense right now. That's the only problem. That's the only problem. What are the ones you just mentioned from Houston? Well, I mean, I, I guess. Would you just rather bank on the volume of Seattle and Geno's... Like, and I, I've got a league where I've got to fucking roll out Brevin Jordan this week, and I'm looking for another Let's option. I, I'm, it's a two tight end league. I, I just, man, this is a. Uh, yeah, that's tough. I mean, outside of that, yeah, there's not many better matchups to be honest. So no, no, there aren't. I, I, it, I do if you want to, but it's not a not a great matchup. It's fine. It's fine. They're 14th in fantasy points allowed to the tight end, or yeah, 14 fantasy points allowed to tight end. They're eighth in the league. Not terrible. Foster Moreau. Terrible. I'd start Moreau, the island, the island of Dr. Moreau. I'd start him over uh I'd start him Colts? over all of those guys. Let's versus see, the Colts. Colts. I'd good? start Foster over all those guys. Colts are all right. 13.2 points per game to tight ends. Yeah, Not I'd bad. start I'd start Moreau over all of them. Start Foster Moreau. Fire up Foster Moreau. Went to LSU. Oh, so man, on Foster Moreau. All in on Foster Moreau. Did you ever see? What about Devontae Adams? Can we start him? You were pro- who? Who? Devontae Adams. Can we start him? Can we start him this oh, week? Oh, yeah, yeah. Start Adams. Who else do we do else do we need to tell you to start? Start C D. Jonathan Lamb. Taylor practicing in full. Yeah, start JT. Him. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do those. JT, uh, yeah, start all those guys. All right. There it is, Jay. Um, are not so obvious. We went through the entire slate. Uh starts of the week. Uh there's nobody. Uh, we didn't talk about Rashad White. Are you are you starting Rashad White this week? I don't really want to. Okay. I, I I get I get the like, I get the sentiment of he should be starting. I just don't believe they're actually going to do it. You know what I mean? Like, I, I understand everyone's like, he needs more touches, blah, blah, blah. Like, that, that's great. But they've been saying that for weeks. We've known that for weeks. But when it comes down to it, if they're going to complain and shit, then it's just not going to happen. It's okay. just not going to happen. I just All don't right. think it's going to happen this week. Until I see it, I'm just not going to bank on it personally. All right. That's fair. That's fair. Um, really quickly, just uh, just to, to dive into um, some good college football matchups this weekend. You guys definitely want to be tapped into Alabama Ole Miss. That should be an excellent game. See some Bryce Young. See the best freshman running back in the country, Quinta- uh, Quinshawn Judkins, play. Will Levis at home versus Vandy, Missouri, Tennessee. Um, and uh, that's about it as far as the oh, Texas TCU. 
four versus uh four versus 18 should be good a good matchup as well Bo Nix facing Washington should also be good we got a couple of super chats Jay let's get right here here we go Jeff says who would you start Jalen Hurts or Justin Fields easy Jalen Hurts starting Jalen Hurts over Fields don't do it don't do it. <laughs> it's, it's it's I want to do it though. Do Wait, it. I want to so do it. So we can bet. So we could triple. No, not All right, exactly. Uh, I can't do that. Yeah, start start Jalen Hurts, but it's, right. it's no. It's don't close. do it. It's getting don't close. Here we it's go. We got close. another one from Remy. Pick three: Deontay Johnson, Josh Palmer, Brandon Ayuk, Wondell Robinson, or Rondell Moore. Full point PPR. You're starting Deontay, no doubt. You are starting Rondell I think more. We, I, I think you have to start Palmer, though, if Keenan's out. Like, I don't I'm just eliminating right? the. You're starting Deontay, right? For sure. Yeah. You start Rondell more for sure? Kind of. I'm iffy on it. Yeah. Well, I give guess me your so. three then. Give me your three. Who are you starting out of these three? So I do really like. Iuke and I do like Palmer. I Wandell's pretty much out for me. I don't think there's any okay, more. I'm out on I'm out on that one too. So Palmer, I think, is a must start if yes, Keenan's out. Keenan's like he's out. got the he's volume, out. right? He's out. So then you go Palmer. So we're at Johnson and Palmer. Would you rather go for the ceiling of Iuke against the Chargers, who are awful, or would you rather take Rondell Moore on his floor against a Rams team that could get blown out by halftime? I'm starting Rondell, Deontay, and Palmer. Okay. I'm fine with that. What are your three? I think I'm 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 somewhere between Ayuk and Rondell. I think you know Rondell's probably more of a volume play. Ayuk maybe a bit more of a ceiling play. I I it could go either way for me. I think it's a toss up. Whatever one you think you need more, Rondell for me is more the floor. Ayuk's probably more the ceiling. All right, there it is. We got the bots coming in. Um, girls eighteen X Y Z in the building. Appreciate y'all tapping in this week, Jay. Anything you want to say to people before we get out of here for this weekend? Nah, man. Just go get yourself some Michelle Dodo coffee, man. Get That's what you got to do. 15% off. 15%. Get that. Get, get that. I'm get telling 15%. you. 15%. Get it. My dogs just busted in here. Just They just bust in here. What's up? What's up, puppies? All right. Y'all have a fantastic weekend. Enjoy the NFL. Enjoy college. Enjoy all your other fantasy analysts telling you to go start Christian McCaffrey as well. That's going to be some real important information that you need to get. But we appreciate y'all being here. Hit the thumbs up button. Subscribe, like, check out the 4D show. Listen to everything under the Destination Debbie umbrella. And if you want more of me, y'all know the hat is coming. Y'all be easy. Enjoy your weekend. I'm out of this thing. Peace. Thank y'all for watching the Wake Up Show with myself and Jay Rich. If you finished the show and you're still hanging around and have yet to hit the thumbs up button or subscribe to the channel, do that right now and turn them alerts on while you're at it. If you want more exclusive access to me, Jay Rich, the entire Destination Debbie team, patreon.com forward slash all gas gives you that access make sure you subscribe to the newsletter for free 99 content and if you want to get in on that action use the promo code wake up over on prize Picks for a 100% deposit match up to $100 for first time users and a brand new show dropping on the mojo youtube channel myself and jay rich will be talking about these players and their value from a stock market perspective every single week this fall over on mojo it's all gas all the time. Love y'all. I'm out of this thing. Peace.